the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode 126 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Thank you very much for the huge amount of people that have been reaching out to me recently. It's always great to chat with you kind of about what you're looking to do here in Costa Rica, um, give you some advice, point you in the right direction. Uh, and if we can help you, uh, then we will. Um, I mean, I think a lot of you that have reached out were actually helping and have kind of really seen the value that we can bring. Um, just because, again, you know, we're kind of on your side of the transaction, just making sure that, you know, you're doing the right thing based on, you know, what your goals are here in Costa Rica. And also just considering the exit as well, just because a lot of people don't consider, you know, they get excited about the entrance of buying something in Costa Rica, but don't always think about the exit. So remember, you can contact us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. But let's get into the podcast today. We're going to be talking with Marike Molda. She's been the general manager for Lapa Rios in the Osa Peninsula, Via Buena Onda, uh, which is how I know her. She was our general manager for the hotel that we had. Casilla. Uh, which was a very high-end luxury tent camp. And now she's the general manager at Five Star Tamarindo, uh, which basically manages the majority of the premier properties in Tamarindo. Uh, you know, I'm talking five to 11 bedroom places, um, you know, $10,000, $15,000 a night. So, you know, we're going to be talking with her um, about, you know, what it's like running a tourism hospitality business here in Costa Rica. Uh, and also kind of, you know, what you need to know uh, about investing here in Costa Rica and the area, the areas that she likes. Um, so, yeah, let's just get straight into it, guys. Good afternoon, Marike. How are you doing? Hi, Richard. How are you? Very good. Really appreciate you taking the time out of what I know is a busy schedule to join us here on the podcast. I'm happy to do so. Thanks for awesome. inviting me. No, not at all. I think you, you were a wealth of information and I think that the listeners will find this very interesting. We have a lot of people looking, you know, to invest in hotels, um, you know, build hotels uh, and also get into the vacation rental business as well. So I think that you can give them a wide gambit of knowledge just because I know that your knowledge is far and wide. So awesome. Well, I mean, from your point of view, I mean, what are you seeing happening in the market with regards to demand for Costa Rica? I mean, you can see kind of what's happening globally, but I mean, what are you seeing, you know, kind of in the in the trenches uh, of Costa Rica? Well, I can definitely say that its development is blooming uh, where we are. So I'm lo uh, located in Guanacaste, the northern part of Costa Rica. Um, but I also still have my feet on the ground in the southern Pacific of Costa Rica as well. Um, and all over the Pacific coast and all over the country in general, um, tourism is doing well. People are still very much interested. Uh, Costa Rica as a country is well positioned uh, worldwide as in, in the States, in Canada, in, in Europe, um, even South America, there's more travelers coming this way. Um, so so yeah, so it's, it's developing, it's growing. There's a high demand, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, from what I'm seeing from the tourism numbers and speaking to hoteliers and people that have vacation rentals here, it looks like Q1 2023 will probably be the biggest quarter that we've had in the in, in the country's history. Yes, and also it's like new hotels are coming to invest in the country. Um, 
not only that, like new constructions, it's, it's very varied, I have to say. Like it's going from big chains that are interested, like Six Senses and uh, other, they're even talking about seven star enterprises or hotels yep. to just huge million dollar new homes that are going to be rented. Um, so, so there's a world of different options coming here. Yeah, I mean, I always say I think Costa Rica is just getting started. Exactly, which is exciting because I think a few years back, some people were even talking about, well, there might be a peak coming. It doesn't feel like it right now, at least. Definitely not. Well, I know that you're, you've are you just joined the crew at Five Star Tamarindo, I, who I love to bits, but maybe you can give us an idea of like some context on who Five Star are. Sure. So um, Five Star Tamarindo um, started about four, almost five years ago by uh, the owners, Mario and Natalia. They had uh, been working for quite a few years already in one of the biggest home rental companies in Tamarindo. Um, being part of that company, they were part of a company that was growing really, really fast because rental homes in, in, in Tamarindo are very popular. So there's they grew up to over 150 homes wow. uh, in, that, in that company. And with that growth, they were actually finding it hard to to give a personalized, excellent service to so many clients. Um, so they decided to um, separate and build their own business and um, differentiate themselves with a smaller group of clients um, to be able to provide a luxury service. This means we are looking for um or, or we caterize, cater to guests that are interested in having a um, five-star service, like a personalized service that you would normally find in a five-star hotel, but in the privacy of a luxury home. Yeah, and it's interesting that that, that, that I mean, I think it's very well-timed just because I think a lot of people are looking for that experience, but just a little bit more, you know, personalized with whether that be a butler, daily maid service, chef services, you know, basically just... I want to sit back, put my feet up and let somebody else take care of everything for me. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, like the fresh towel and the welcome drink that you normally expect in four seasons. <laughs> uh, but now having that in this amazing villa, like six or eight bedroom villa that you rented just for your family, where you normally just arrive and you get key instructions. So you're not doing that anymore. You've got the daily service. You've got an amazing breakfast in the morning to um, cater to your liking and uh, and anything else. There's so many other things that we provide uh, what we call five-star service, basically. Well, let's switch gears a little bit because I know that you have a lot of experience managing luxury boutique hotels in Costa Rica. There are a lot of people out there looking to invest or build. I mean, what advice would you give anyone looking to do this in Costa Rica? Um, all right. I think one of the most important things is to make sure that you do research of the area, of the community, um, of the challenges, the permits, like all the, the gritty details of starting a business that you are normally aware of if you're like in your country, but in Costa Rica, everything is different. And it's often, um, it's a challenge. If you see it as a challenge and, and, and as an adventure, you can have lots of fun. You'll learn a lot. Um, but it's also very important to do that um, from the beginning, right? So what I always say, and I think you agree with me on this one, is make sure that you surround yourself with people who've done it before. Like okay. one of the things that I always sell to people who are looking to build a new hotel is, hey, make sure that you involve someone who has been a hotel manager or who knows how the operations work in a hotel from the building on. It's so frustrating okay. as a hotel manager, which I am, um, to get into a project and it's beautiful and everything's been thought about except for all the things that you need to run the back of house off a project. 
it. Um, so those, I think, are the, the quick tips. Um, and the other one is just have patience because space in Costa Rica goes differently than the rest of the world. <laughs> I agree on the back office stuff. It's amazing sometimes how hotels are designed that the guests and kind of like provider entrances are really close and they cross, whereas they should be completely separate where you don't see the back of house stuff moving at all. Exactly. Or sometimes even like you've built everything and then you don't have the space for like yeah. for growing, which is also important, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, normally I, I think that, you know, people have this they don't ever think that they're going to get bigger. But I mean, once they start looking yeah. at the numbers of it, just by adding two or three more rooms, their costs don't really change that much, but their revenue can exponentially increase. Exactly. So, I mean, what are the main factors that you think make a hotel successful in Costa Rica? Um, I think, especially now with that we're talking about so much development and growth, it's important to different, differentiate yourself from the rest of the competition. It is a country in which a lot of people are investing, so their competition is high. Um, and the other things that I've seen in projects is it's definitely, I'm a, I'm a how do you say, like uh, someone who's really interested and, and always recommend to hire locally. I've had the experience of people understand the need of bringing someone that you trust in and everything. You have to make sure that you can work well with the community. Costa Ricans, you will find everywhere are the best people. They're super friendly um, and, uh, and, and just like well-liked <laughs> well in general in tourism. Um, but it's also important that you like respect the culture they are very proud in what on what we do and what we have uh, so it's important to work with that otherwise you're kind of in an island in a beautiful country but by yourself and that makes things much more complicated so i think that's definitely a success factor um, to be able to work in harmony with the people the culture and also with nature of course which is also a big thing in costa rica yeah i agree i agree i mean i've seen so many people not being able to manage the you know and no offense the passive aggressiveness of costa ricans um, not, you know, yeah, not being able to manage that and then like be like they were nodding their heads, but then they were angry at me afterwards. And I was just like, well, you know, yeah, you know, so uh, you need to have the emotional intelligence. Cultures. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to understand each other. And then and there's always the language barrier as well, of course. So and, and the cultural part. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, how many rooms do you think you need to build in order to make money in Costa Rica? It depends. I was actually talking about that with uh, the owner of, of Five Stars. It depends on what you're building. For deluxe boutique hotels, I've always thought like the ideal number is around 10. You don't want to do less than eight num uh, rooms. You want to be around 10, 12. Like you just said, you have that amount of numbers in which the revenue you can work with if it's not full occupancy and the costs are still there that you make profit um, for rental homes actually we are looking that the ideal number often is about five rooms five six if you go bigger it's homes that you need more families to be able to find the time to come together um, and smaller homes of course the revenue is not building people are not willing to pay as much money as for example a five or six bedroom home yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mean, let's just talk room layout a little bit here, just because I know a lot of people that, you know, listen to the podcast here are also like, I mean, how should the room be laid out? What should be the amenities and services, whether it's a hotel or a vacation rental? Because I say they shouldn't operate that differently, meaning from the point of view of like room layouts, etc. They should be very similar to a hotel, because, again, this world of hotels and vacation rentals are really smashing together. It is, especially in the, after the pandemic, right? It kind of yep. brought it all 
Scanner, and now it's kind of still finding out where we're going, uh, but both industries are, or the same industry is doing very well. Um, to answer your question, there's a few things. Um, when you talk about layout, one of the things that I've learned that I didn't believe that much in in the beginning, but it's definitely true, is if you have a view, you have to make sure that the rooms have it. Like, otherwise, you're always going to have, like, uh, you know, we had this exercise, right, of the, like, back room that you have to sell for less, but then you have to do add, add an extra few feature, but the view always plays a big part. Um, if it's an ocean view, great. If it's a garden view, it depends on what you have, right? Like what your, your home is gonna, where it's gonna be positioned and what you're selling. But make sure that you've got that, uh, that outer space in general is also very important. We talked a lot about like um, external bathrooms, like outdoor showers are a big thing. People love those. Um, the other one that's really important is unless you're going for an all, uh, an adults only exclusive uh, property, you have to make sure that you've got that different layout of families taken to consideration smaller kids people like often parents want to have them not in their room but close by <laughs> safety is very important as well in all the rooms um i think about that uh, a lot okay well i mean let's let's jump back into hotels i mean what are the main expenses or the hidden hidden expenses because i know that you spent a lot of time in Again, being a general manager for a hotel, you do spend a lot of time in the operations and expenses. I mean, what are some of the main expenses and then also the hidden expenses people should be aware of? All right, maintenance expenses is definitely staff, I would say, and operations is a big one um, as a hotel. And then maintenance is another huge one. Uh, just the conditions in which most of the hotels, you're either in the jungle with um, insects and wood and moisture and all those things, or you're at the beach, with, which also has uh, its maintenance um, costs to keep things up, and you always want to run a property that's looking fresh and new. So that's one of the main expenses, I would say. Um, and then hidden expenses is also related to maintenance, like the wear and tear, I would say. In general, often people don't consider like that towels and linen and everything, you have to replace them quite often. Um, wear and tear, like painting, like again, maintenance, those are, are often hidden numbers. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that when budgeting, you need to put that line item in there and need to know that every you know couple of years, or maybe even not, depending on how like often it's used, that you'll need to replace the towels and re replace the bed sheets, etc. And like do it with hotel quality products, not with the regular stuff that you buy in the shop, because otherwise it's going to be like destroyed in six months. Exactly. Or less, <laughs> or yeah. like three or four. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, if you were to build a hotel in Costa Rica, where would you build it and why? Ooh, I'm a bit torn up about this question because, you know, like I've got, I'm torn in Costa Rica in between two areas. So I'm living in Guanacaste, which I love, and it makes a lot of sense to invest in Guanacaste because of the international airport of Liberia. Um, it's so well connected. Uh, one of the best main road, like highways in, or the only highway in Costa Rica is going from San Jose to Guanacaste. Um, beautiful beaches, lots of offer on adventure, relaxation, well-developed, uh, um, everything, everything is, is really in the Northern Pacific of Guanacaste. So that one makes a lot of sense. And I love living here. Um, and so I think that would be one big option. But the other one is for me, still the Osa Peninsula, which is where I'm originally from. And that's like a hidden jewel. So depending on what you're developing, it would be different in each area. But, um, but yeah, Osa is for me still a place that I will always recommend that investing is worthwhile um, just because it's a beautiful area and it's unspoiled. An, an and unexploited in a lot of ways, though. 
So, I mean, my last question for you, which I love to ask everyone, Madhu, if you were to inherit $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in and why? Ooh, um, I would love to say that I would like this huge, amazing villa to have and call it my own. <laughs> But um, I actually think that there's this huge market that's not being fulfilled yet in the part of providing housing for all of the professional people that are needed in this area. So everyone's building all these projects and big hotels and everything. But one of the challenges that all of the hotels are facing is to provide housing for managers, mid-level leadership positions, because yep. there's almost no place to rent affordably and with good con uh, like with good conditions. So I think I would do something like that, like have a nice lot, not at the beach, not with amazing, like not amazing real estate, but something to have really well-developed and high quality housing for people to have their families there, to have their, their home there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Well, and I think that that's something that is often overlooked. You know, we often, we talked about that, you know, with the guys over in Santa Teresa that run luxury hotels over there in Osada, where they were just like, we just can't find anything. Like, it's just ridiculous. And even in Guanacaste is the same, really, um, you know, because we've just had a lot of long-term renters move from, from, from North America and, you know, from Europe into the area. So, I mean, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Uh, and those, those, those hotels are willing to pay for that as well. Exactly, exactly. And, and professionals are willing to pay for it as well. Like everything is, they've got good salaries, yep. willing to pay, want the comfortableness of having a nice, have everything nice. Yep. Uh, it's just not there. You, we need to offer it. Definitely. Well, Marike, I really appreciate your time for coming on the podcast. I think as everyone can, can see here, uh, you have a wealth of knowledge here, uh, having spent probably over a decade in the tourism industry and kind of leading some of the, uh, you know, luxury boutique hotels we have here in the country. But thank you very much for taking the time to come on the podcast with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great. It was no great worries. fun. Have a good day. You too. Bye. I hope you uh, enjoyed that podcast there with Marike. Uh, as you can see, She is a wealth of knowledge. She has a lot of experience. I mean, you know, having general managed at some of the most prestigious properties here in Costa Rica, um, from, as I mentioned, there, La Perios, Villa Buena Onda, Casilla, uh, even in New Zealand, she's worked as well. Um, she's originally Dutch, kind of Dutch Tika, moved back here when she was like 13, down to the Osa Peninsula to a farm that had no electricity. So she went from one extreme being up in Holland to uh, being in the middle of nowhere in the Osa. Um, so anyway, I hope that you found that helpful. If you want to contact her, all of her contact details are in the description. You can also reach out to us for anything you may need here in Costa Rica. As I say, I've got 15 minutes for everyone. You can email us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, guys, please give us a thumbs up, five star reviews, write a review. I love to read them or just drop us a note to say that you're enjoying them. Uh, until the next podcast, guys, we'll catch you later. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica 